What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Coming to you live from Houston, Texas, home to the world's largest medical center. This is Your Health First, the most beneficial health program on radio with Dr. Joe Galati. During the next hour, you'll learn about health, wellness, and the prevention of disease. Now, here's your host, Dr. Joe Galati. Well, if it's 7 o'clock Central Time, you should all be in one spot, which you are listening to Your Health First. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Every Sunday between 7 and 8 p.m., we're here. Our team is here. Spreading the good word on health and wellness. And people come up to me and they say, hey, you're a liver doctor. What the heck are you talking about on the radio? And I tell them the same sort of statement that we talk about health and wellness. We talk about prevention. We talk about diseases or conditions that may afflict you. How do you learn the early warning signs? We talk about food, cooking, nutrition, exercise, what kind of shoes you should wear to exercise in. And so the full gamut of health and wellness is fair game on the program. Our website, drjoegalati.com. Sign up for our newsletter. Send me a message, which a lot of you do each week. I will get back to you. I do answer all of the messages that come in. And look at our social media, be it Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. We have a lot of YouTube videos. And on the Dr. Joe Galati website, you can connect to all of that. And you can actually download a chapter of my book, Eating Yourself Sick. 
and see what that is all about. All right, tonight on the program, a little bit of a special treat. Dan Ostrander is going to be coming on in a few minutes. Now, Dan is a neighbor, a friend of mine. He is a colleague. He spent his his um, career in pharmaceutical biotech industry. So he is savvy understanding health and wellness and understands the chronic diseases we face, the cancers and malignancies and the development of new therapies and uh, uh, just has just has a really good feel in it. But the other thing is, he was a collegiate athlete playing basketball, and so health and wellness to him is important. And I don't I don't want to steal the uh, the thunder of the uh, interview and the questions I'm gonna going to ask him. But yesterday we ran into each other at the gym. He was finished lounging around, cooling down, and I was just getting there getting a cup of water before I did my thousand yards of, of swimming. And we, we just started talking about life. Uh, quick check-in. How are the kids? What's your family? Uh, tell me about retirement. Dan uh, retired recently. And, and so this whole conversation evolved. What I thought was a, hey, Dan, how are you? I'm grabbing water. Say hello to Louise. It, it turned into about a 20-minute in-depth conversation. And I left, and I eventually got home, and I was thinking, I have to get Dan on the radio. And lo and behold, as I was getting around to that, to text him to say, hey, Dan, what are you doing? He texted me to say, great conversation. Let's continue further talking on this. So, uh, you know, it's the old saying that... Uh, uh, the the commonality of, of our concerns come together and uh, we get them on the radio. It's a great outlet for me to be able to share these other stories with everybody. But uh, anyway, so Dan Ostrander is is coming up. The um, you know the other thing I wanted to chat about uh, for the next uh, couple of minutes was last week we had a listener on Paul talking about the coronary calcium score and how he essentially decided to go for this test on his own. And as a refresher, the calcium, uh, the coronary calcium score, which is uh, uh, basically a CAT scan of your heart, can detect the deposition of calcium in the coronary arteries, which is a sign of inflammation damage, and it may represent your risk for a heart attack, which is uh, good news to get. Well, after we aired that program and then the podcast came out, which again, you could get the podcast off of drjoegalati.com, the number of people that reached out to say, I am going for a calcium score. I am taking care of my heart. I am now getting my high blood pressure looked at, my touch of diabetes. And so I feel very, very blessed that these conversations that we share with with all of you on the radio do have meaning. Yes, it's entertaining and it's a way to spend an hour and you'll learn a thing or two, but do not underestimate the value of being able to reach out to this broader audience and impact other 
people's lives. Because so many people, they may be sitting at home a little bit concerned, a little bit scared, a little bit anxious about going to the doctor, going for a test, or simply raising your hand to say, hey, I need some help. But when you hear somebody else's story, it almost gives you license to say, you know what, maybe I do need to do this. I need to do it for myself. I need to do it for my family. So um, again, it's a, it's a great spinoff and joy that I get from doing this program every Sunday evening. All right, Dan Ostrander should be on hold. We'll be getting into him in a minute. Don't forget drjoegalati.com. All of our social media is there. Send me a message. Sign up for Facebook, Instagram. Look at everything we have to offer there on the website for you. It is my gift to all of you. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. Every Sunday between 7 and 8 p.m., you and your radio or your smart device should be tuned into Your Health First. I'm Dr. Joe Galati, and my single mission in the 21 years that I've been doing this is to make you better consumers, make you think about your health. And it's okay to be slightly selfish about your health and um, because we know that if you neglect yourself, the likelihood of, of developing some sort of chronic disease is very unforgiving. And as we were saying earlier in the program, on the radio tonight, it's, it's a real pleasure. This... Um, Dan is a neighbor, a friend, a colleague, and uh, all-around insightful gentleman. And as I was saying earlier, we had just a spur-of-the-moment conversation on Saturday at the gym, and he raised some really great points. So, Dan, thanks for coming on tonight, and I'm glad you could share your insight with everybody tonight. Uh, Thanks, Joe, for having me. Well... You, you know, um, first of all, give everybody a, a you know quick background on Dan Ostrander. What does he do? Where did he come from? And what's his basic philosophy on life? Okay, thanks, Joe. Uh, I have been a was in the corporate world for thirty five years, um, working for a biotech uh, pharmaceutical company, and just here recently, in the last few years. Uh, through a downsizing or a right-sizing, um, I ended up taking a, um, a package to leave the organization. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, if I back up the clock a little, um, you know, I've been married for 36 years. I have two beautiful daughters, two healthy daughters who live in Dallas. I have two grandkids. And um, I've lived in the Sugarland area for, for quite a number of years. And... Um, I'm kind of navigating this thing in life that that's uh, what you'd call retirement years, Joe. Absolutely. And, um, and it, uh, it has some twists and some turns along the way, but it's been a real blessing. And um, for any of the people listening uh, Sunday night here, um, it can really be an adventurous and a really fun time, very creative time, and um, uh, a big adventure where sometimes you just don't know where you're going to end up and what's going on. And, and I, I kind of find that, that creative part to be, uh, to be a lot of fun versus yeah. the corporate world. Yeah. 
And, you know, part of the conversation, and I, I, I don't know how we stumbled. Uh, you were, I, I guess you were finishing your workout yesterday. I was just starting it. And, you know, we, we passed, we crossed paths in front of the water fountain, basically. But we were, we were talking about re- retirement, but, but using that more as a point in time. So people retire at 55, they retire at 60, 65, or 70, or even older. But this is an inflection point to reflect not only on life, but on your health and how you have to pivot. So that's how the conversation started yesterday. And I walked away and I said, this is good radio. And here you are. So, so maybe step back and, and give us your thought on this whole idea of pivoting and what people need to think about, whether you're 55 or 70 or 40, that pivot to be able to look forward and anticipate changes in health that you you have to negotiate. Yeah, that's exactly right. I can tell you a couple of instances that happened to me kind of unexpected, but as I um uh, was approaching my 35th year, uh, the company was going to have a downsizing or a right-sizing, and uh, you know, I was kind of promised an, an opportunity that just really didn't work out. Uh-huh. And so I found myself going, you know what? I can't wake up in the morning and go out and do something that I'm not going to be happy with. Sure. And I, I have a lot of friends that are kind of in that situation um, now that they're not really happy where they are and what they're doing. And so I decided uh, to take the package and to leave. And what happened, Joe, was was very interesting over the next year. Uh, I developed this autoimmune condition called Uh PMR uh, that uh, it it was a condition that um, affected my strength. I lost a bunch of weight. And and keep in mind uh, that I didn't say earlier in the intro, I've been pretty much a health person most of my life. I played college basketball. I was blessed to have a an opportunity to play for free in college. And so uh, health has always been kind of in the forefront as a lifestyle for me, but this kind of hit me for a loop. And so here I am retiring, Joe, uh, having my first grandbaby, and then all of a sudden, six months later, getting this autoimmune condition that was an incredibly difficult diagnosis uh, right. for some physicians. And then once we figured it out, um, then I started the uh, – the long comeback story, but yeah, it ended up happening and ended up being kind of a pivot moment for me right. um, in my career yeah. or in and, my uh, and, and, Yeah. Now, one, one phrase that we talk about a lot here is this wake-up call. And, and to me, in a sense, the wake-up call could be that slap in the face when you wake up now now again this autoimmune disorder it's nothing uh, because of what you did you didn't uh, uh, drink too much you didn't smoke you didn't gain a whole bunch of weight it's just one of those freaks of our immune system but many times the wake-up call is oh I got a wake-up call and now I'm doing something differently or I am not smoking or I'm trying to exercise but I look at it to say why wait for that wake-up call? Why wait for that bucket of cold water to be thrown on your aspirations, your dream, your retirement, or whatever phase you're at, and be proactive? And the conversation we had yesterday was more of, as we go through this life journey, we have to constantly 
readjust our focus and our priorities. What, what are your thoughts on that? That's exactly right. I, I kind of call it, you know, recalibrating the GPS system. Yes. You know, here I am in my first six months of retirement, supposedly the golden years, and all of a sudden I have this wake-up call and this help uh, situation I have to deal with. And so as I went through it, I said to myself, if I can get through it, um, my course correction is going to be, I, I kind of made a goal for myself, Joe. I just had my first grandbaby. Uh-huh. I said to myself, I'm going to be the greatest in shape 70-year-old grandpa in history. That's quite and, a, that's and, quite a feat. This, More people need to do that, Dan. Well, you know, as you, and since then I've had my second one, uh, not me and my daughter, but uh, yeah. it, I, I realized that the only way that I could really win for my grandkids was to make this course adjustment or recalibrating my GPS system. And right. I had to put, I had to put health at the top of my thing because as we age, things just happen. Yeah. And, and, and I can say, Joe, I was in decent shape before all this occurred, Right. but I, I'm in significantly better shape now uh, after this health scare. Yeah. No, I think, you know, you said it right there. I am putting my health as a priority. It can't be the second priority, the third priority, and the fourth priority. And so, you know, so many of our, my patients, they love their families. They, they love their spouses, their brothers and sisters. And so many patients will come to me and say, hey, Dr. Galati, can you keep me alive so that I could see my grandchildren grow up, et cetera, et cetera. Now, they, I, I, I say to them, wow, this is sort of a little late to start saying this, where you're saying this right up front. You're saying, I am going to do everything to stay healthy rather than get a, uh, you know, totally fall into disrepair and then try to fix it. That, that isn't the approach. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And when you go through one of these health scares, I, I call them kind of a shot across the bow. Yeah. Joe. It's one of these things where somehow God gives you a wake-up call and you kind of say, whoa, uh, where am I? What am I doing? And then if you're properly reflecting, you're saying to yourself, I have to make a pivot. I have right. to make a course adjustment because I am in my mid-60s. And right. if I want to win for my grandkids and for my family and to be there to support them, then I personally need to take responsibility in making some of these changes. Not yep. saying it's easy, but for the listening audience here on Sunday night, it, it's so well worth it. It, um, it. it is, exactly. All right, Dan, we're going to take a quick break here. We're on with Dan Ostrander friend, neighbor, all-around good guy, and a hell of a good grandfather. Uh, I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Don't forget, drjoegalati.com is our website. Stay tuned. We will be right back. The name of the program is Your Health First. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Every Sunday between 7 and 8 p.m. Raising your health IQ one or two listeners at a time. We're on with Dan Ostrander. What I'm, what I'm finding out is he, he may be 
a uh, runner-up for a grandfather of the year, from what he said last time. Um, Dan, you know, I, I think it's true. So in your mind, now how old are the grandkids? That's what I want to know. Well, a little Nora, she's four-year-old, and uh, little Landon, he's two. Uh, I was just on a FaceTime with him earlier this morning. He's yeah. Jumping off the fireplace and tearing up the house. But, yeah. Um, uh, they're in Dallas. They're, they're doing awesome. Very, very blessed. Joe. Yeah. So in your mind, when, when you said earlier you want to be the healthiest grandfather out there, what does that mean to you, that you can take them fishing, take them on bike rides, or just be healthy enough that you're here? Yeah, you know, um, as an ex-college athlete, you know, you wake up in the morning, A lot of there's a lot of um, uh, aches and pains that you, that you have. Yeah. And uh, believe it or not, though, uh, as I've kind of gone on this health uh, kick and, and working out and, um, and getting in great shape, you know, actually, they're so much better. Um, I think being sedentary is, is something where they actually feel worse for me. So if I yes. miss a couple of days of workout, I feel worse. So um, what I'm going to enjoy and what I am enjoying now is the ability to be able to take them places, to go play with them, and to do things that they want to do and do it in a way that I, I can feel really good about myself. Right. You know, uh, selfishly. I mean, my health is there where, where they say, hey, Grandpa, let's go do this. And, and if I'm not in good shape or I'm having some health struggles or I'm not taking care of myself, I might be at the position where I, I say, you know what, I can't really do it. Yeah. You know? And, you, you know, along, I don't feel up to it. Yeah. You know, along the same lines, uh, patients will come and they're, they work their whole life. They are looking forward to retirement. Now, it may not be that they have grandchildren, whatever their circumstances, but they want to, to, to go fishing five days a week. They want to go hunting every weekend. They worked and they never traveled and they want to see the Grand Canyon. But I tell them, if you are not in good shape to even walk around the rim of the Grand Canyon, let alone go down into it, or be well enough to go off fishing by yourself, all of this work is, is really for zero, in a sense. So you want to, in, in planning your retirement financially, which, which all of us would, would stress to everybody, you have to plan for your retirement from a, a health standpoint. Now, when you look around at your other relatives, maybe siblings, close friends, uh, former colleagues, do you get the sense that they have this same priority that you have fallen upon here? That's a good question. You know, I would say as a general rule, Joe, and I, and I put myself in this category because I was, I was in the same spot for, for a lot of my career as well. I think us men... Where we really struggle is, you know, our identity of who we are and what we do, a lot of time is, is in the work. Right. And that's kind of where we feel like we get fulfillment, and that's what kind of, you know, gives us the juice and why we do what we do. Right. And I think that's an empty proposition long term. And um, so I think there's a, you have to prioritize your identity of where that comes from and understand why it's there, and then make a pivot and realize that you won't be able to work forever. I'll put it to you this way. An old mentor told me, Joe, What's that? he says, Dan, when you retire on Friday, trust me when I tell you this, 
the doors will open on Monday, and it will be business as usual. That's right. Yeah. I mean, the same thing. Uh, you retire, the inbox is still going to be full. It doesn't it, – they – we're all very, very replaceable, as as uh, you know that. Now, there there may be men and women tonight listening to say, you know what, I am not in a position to make this pivot. I, I have to work. I, I really don't have the luxury of being able to uh, put as much time towards my health and just exercise to get in the best shape. And part of this could be true. Part of it could just be, uh, I hate to say this, just uh, a defense mechanism for people that are a little insecure about how they're going to get around that. What what advice do you have for, for everybody sitting at home to saying to, that, are, that are thinking to themselves, man, I don't know if I could pull off or, or develop the attitude of Dan Ostrander. What do you say to them tonight? You know, Joe, I, I, I have enough friends that kind of fit those buckets yeah and some are have done very well some not quite as well but i would say the thing with all of that is the number one denominator that i realized was that and when you get into your 60s your greatest gift that you have is t-i-m-e yeah and there's not much left when you get into your 60s versus a rewinding the clock of you know four decades before that. And when you when you have a self realization that that's the limited resource that you have, it's not economics for the most part. Right. It's time. Right. And so you say. So I said to myself through this health scare, okay, I have limited amount of time. And while I have that limited amount of time, I want to feel as good as I possibly can be. I want to control what I can control. And so I can win for my grandkids and I can be around for my spouse and my family. And I can go out and enjoy. I love to play golf. I love to go out and competitively play golf. And I can do that when I'm, when I'm in shape. Right. Much better than what I was before. Yeah. Now you know you're you you come from a science background and you can navigate through uh, the literature, the news reports of new technology, new medicines, diseases that are that are out there. <clears throat> you know, but one thing that I've always stressed, and it's a large part of this program, is for the average consumer, the average radio listener, to take greater interest in knowing how their body works, what risk factors may you be at risk for, be it cancer, heart disease, diabetes, uh, uh, arthritis, so that you can pivot now to say, look, I, I am genetically predisposed to disease X. What can I do today, or what could I have done yesterday, to not have this really play out in a negative way. What are your thoughts on that? And again, your advice, being knowledgeable in the health, wellness, disease uh, arena. Yeah, you know, it's, it's another way I think about that, Joe, is it was told to me many years ago by a mentor, you know, nobody cares more about Dan's money than Dan. Right. And in the same way, nobody cares more about Dan's health than Dan. Right. 
And so I think being incredibly proactive, listening to your body, um, you know, it was self-discovered by me going through this um, autoimmune thing, Joe, was that, you know, I'm a pre-diabetic. Right. And so, you know, I aggressively check my blood sugars on a daily basis. I checked this morning, I'm 109. You know, I'm working on it. I'm not below 100, but I'm working on it. And, you know, knowing what your body is telling you and knowing where you are with your body, I, I think is so, so important. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and listening to your body. Sure. And, and, and I, I use the analogy about, you know, your automobile or, you know, appliances in your house. People know more about their car, their air conditioning unit, how it works, how to fix it. But they're clueless to some extent on their body. Yeah. You know, there, there isn't, I mean, there is and there isn't an owner's manual for the human right. body. But um, it could be found. There's information out there. There are people to talk to to say, hey, what about chapter three, your liver? Chapter four, your heart? What do I need to know about this? And I, I, I think if we can move in that direction, the pivoting will come a bit more natural, and we have to try to prevent that wake-up call. Dan, in the last 30, 40 seconds or so, how would you wrap this all up for everybody tonight? Well, I would say, you know, for the audience that's listening here on Sunday night, if you're considering a pivot, don't consider anymore. Just do it. Right. The old Nike commercial would say. Right. And then look at it in a way that what is in the horizon that I can go do and make a difference somewhere else. Find a niche somewhere where you can pay forward in life to make a difference in somebody else's life. And when you do that, that's where the real joy really comes. Um, and if you're able to do it with good health, that that surely makes a difference. It, it really and does. Lastly, huh? And lastly, let me just say, Joe, as one of my good buddies I played golf with not too long ago who, who retired, he was in his early 60s, I said to him, how did it go? And he said, you know, my financial advisor told me, if I don't fly first class, guess what? My kids are going to fly first class on me. That's right. And that was just a nice wake-up call that, look, go out and live life, attack it, go do what you want to do. And there usually is, for everybody, life outside of where you are working in some corporate world. There is life out of it. I promise you that. I'll tell you, Dan, that is a wise comment from a wise man. Thank you very much, my friend, for coming on tonight. Thank you, Joe, for having me. All right. Well, uh, final segment. Boy, that's I'm going to have to re-listen to that. That that was a powerful set of statements. Dan Ostrander, my friend and neighbor. All right, final segment coming up. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Always, always a pleasure to be here on Sunday night with all of you. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Final segment of this week's Your Health First. Don't forget, go to drjoegalati.com. Sign up for a newsletter. Pick up a copy of my book, Eating Yourself Sick, and sign up for all of our social media offerings that we have there. I want to thank Dan Ostrander for for, uh, coming on. Last segment, he had... Some wise comments there for everybody. 
on how to look at our health. And it really is, is so important that we have this personal check-in where we take an honest look at how, first of all, how we're feeling. So many people, and I, and I, I could understand it, I'm not going to point fingers here, but so many people don't feel well, and they have accepted not feeling well. And they accept the fact, ah, well, you know, I'm 50, and of course I've got heartburn and indigestion and my knees don't work. Hey, baloney. You know, if you're in this kind of decrepit state when you're 50, what about when you're 60 or 70? It's not going to be a pretty picture. Nobody really wants to be proud of the fact that they're on disability because they totally let their body go to hell in a handbasket. It, it doesn't make sense. As Dan mentioned, those golden years are going to be pretty not golden. And we have the power. And, and that, is, that is, again, what we talk about every week here. All of our offerings are to encourage you, inspire you to take and put your health first. That's the name of the program. All right. With that said, a topic everybody likes to hear about is cancer. And if you look at, and and this is really putting it all into perspective, when you look at the the different cancers, let's let me just um, I, I I don't like reading lists on on the radio, but the the most common cancers in the United States, I believe this is in alphabetical order, not order of incidence. Bladder cancer, breast cancer, colon and rectal cancer, endometrial cancer, kidney, leukemia, liver. I would say liver cancers, that's what I do. I'm a hepatologist. Liver cancers on the rise due to obesity and fatty liver. Side note for everybody. Lung cancer, the mother of all cancers. Melanoma, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, pancreatic cancer, prostate cancer, and thyroid cancer. So these are the, the top hitters. Now, in, in order of deaths, okay, lung cancer leads the way with about 127,000 deaths each year from lung cancer. The number two killer is colon cancer. That comes in at a measly 52,000. Now, I don't mean that in a bad way, but I'm saying lung cancer is far ahead in this foot race. 127,000 cancer deaths. Second is colon cancer at 52. Coming in at number three is pancreatic cancer at about 50,000. Number four is breast cancer at about 143,000. And then number five is leukemia at about 23, 24,000. Now, the main thing here is nobody wants to get cancer. So number one, you want to know what your risk factors are. And we've talked about that before, and I'm, I'm not going to necessarily talk about it right now, but it is the recommended cancer screening. Are you 
going for appropriate screening. That is the main thing. So with regard to breast cancer, and with breast cancer, there's about 297,000 cases a year in women, about 43,000 deaths. 15% of new cancers are breast cancer, and about 7% of all cancer deaths are attributable to, to breast cancer. And so your key screening for breast cancer is going to be with a mammogram and a self-breast exam, all right? Again, speak with your doctor, know your risks. If you are higher risk, if you have dense breasts, you have a family history, your mom, your sister, maybe a grandmother had breast cancer, you need to get in sooner. With regard to cervical cancer screening, human papilloma virus, testing can be done. Pap smear, Dr. Papanicolau. Uh, and of course, we know about the HPV vaccine to prevent cervical cancer and other HPV-related malignancies. With regard to colon cancer screening, now, the, the guidelines have changed. It used to be 50 years old. It was part of, uh, you know, everybody's 50th birthday party. Oh, it's time to get a colonoscopy. Well, it's been uh, moved down to 45. And the reason for that is we found that younger people were developing large risky polyps and developing colon cancer. So we had to move it down by a whole five years. So screening starts at age 45, not 50. There are other colon cancer, non-invasive colon cancer screening like um, Cologuard. Uh, so again, talk with your doctor, but if you're 45, you need to start having the conversation about colon cancer. Now, lung cancer screening is something that has definitely made an impact. And this is really focusing on uh, current or former heavy smokers between the age of 50 and 80. There's this low-dose radiation helical computer tomography, fancy name for a CAT scan, that is shown to be able to pick up these small early-stage lung cancers. Again, you are at risk. You want to intervene and be screened. There are other screening strategies. If you have liver disease or cirrhosis, there's a blood test that we use regularly called alpha-fetoprotein. There is a breast MRI that you could get for women who carry uh, different mutations, the BRCA1 gene or the BRCA2 uh, gene. These mutations increase the risk of breast cancer. CA125 blood test uh, for ovarian cancer, usually that would be done with some imaging of the pelvic region. And then we talked about clinical breast exam, self-breast examination, uh, PSA for men and prostate cancer, skin exam. We should all be going to a dermatologist and being screened, getting your skin looked at for moles, lumps, bumps, discolorations, and things like that. The other thing that's uh, uh, here, but it's go we're going to see much more of this, is, is this multi-cancer de detection test. It's a blood test where you take a tube of blood and it screens for many, many different types of cancers. Uh, the science behind that is really pretty cool, and I would say uh, sort of the look into the future. All right, well, that is it for tonight. And I want to thank everybody for um, 
you know, listening tonight for Dan Ostrander and your continued participation in the program. I'm Dr. Joe Galati. Don't forget drjogalati.com. And guess what? Next Sunday, we will be back. Jesus.